Support for this podcast is provided by Getaway. Getaway offers escapes to tiny cabins nestled in nature just two hours from Portland near Mount Adams. It's an experience that helps you slow down, disconnect from work and technology, and reconnect with yourself and others. Every cabin is dog-friendly and provides everything you need and nothing you don't. Take $20 off your first escape when you book with code EXECUTIVE at www.getaway.house. Support is also provided by Beat Check, a new podcast by The Oregonian. Join host Andrew Thien every week as he explores Oregon's biggest stories with the reporters that know them best. Subscribe to Beat Check wherever you get podcasts to hear the latest episodes. Hey, everyone, you're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruton. On today's episode is Bill Ryer, the one of the co-founders of BeFit Gyms. Thanks for being on the podcast, Bill. Uh, thanks for having me, Dan. Excited to be here. So... You know, the fitness industry has changed a lot. And so I'm really yeah. excited to kind of get in and, you know, talk about how it's changed, talk about the model for your gym. Maybe we can step back and say, hey, what's your, we were talking before, you've been in the industry for a long time. So could you tell us a little bit how you got into the industry and then the story of, of BeFit and how it started? Sure. Yeah. I've, I've been in the industry for 22 years now and, uh, I started in the fitness industry. I guess you could say fitness industry. I was assistant coaching a wrestling team over at Westview High School while okay. I was finishing up my degree at University of Portland. Graduated with a marketing uh, and management major from UP and got the dream job that I always wanted as a kid growing up here in, in Oregon at Nike. Okay. And I, and so it was great, you know, and I loved working for Nike, fantastic company, uh, but having a desk job in a cube mm-hmm. doing 10K all day just wasn't working for me. Sure. So I had a friend that was working over at 24 Hour Fitness and they said, why don't you come on over here? Plus you get a free membership. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's sold for a young That's kid. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so once I got into the gym, I realized, wow, there's really uh, a market here for somebody that wants to... Uh, grow within the fitness industry or wants to do something active and make some good money doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got started in the fitness industry. Yeah. Got it. So you worked for, I guess, 24 hour fitness for off and on, you said. Yeah, about 20 years. 20 oh, years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's the uh, story of BeFit? Okay, what kind of, can you just go, what kind of gym it is, how it started, and then how did you get? Yeah, sure. Involved? So, um, being one of the original people to found this this company, a, a lot of the company values are based on my personal values. And what I saw in the fitness industry over the past 20 years is that it, it tends to be more of a privilege for people than not as much of a right. Like fitness mm. is definitely something reserved for people that can afford it. It costs money sure. to eat yeah. organic food. It costs yeah. money to have a gym membership. And so... Um, I wanted to create a model that, that broke down those barriers and made fitness more accessible to more people and also needing to maintain my fiduciary responsibility to people that are funding the project yeah, that, they, money, that I need right? to make a profit, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's where BeFit was born, was out of this concept of wanting to make fitness more accessible. And the way that we do it is through a shareable membership. And so unlike any other gym out there, you can get a membership at BeFit Gyms for okay. 15 bucks, And if you have a membership card, uh, you can come home and give that membership card to your wife or partner, and they can go get a workout on that one membership card. So it's like someone's stealing a Netflix password. Uh, exactly, right? And <laughs> but okay. Yeah, totally. And that's literally what I thought of when I was starting this business, the whole shareable economy. I thought, okay, Netflix knows 
that I'm giving my password to my wife and to my family right. at sometimes, right? Like, mm-hmm. so there's got to be, there's got to be a market for that in the gym industry, and it's worked out really good. Uh, and so really when you well. when you went to your, I guess, uh, founder co-founders or, or partners to help fund the business, when you told them that model, because mm-hmm. it sounds like some of the the backers are traditional from the fitness industry. What was their thoughts on that? Were yeah. they excited about it or just kind of like? Bill, what's uh, what's your plan there? Yeah, that that was one of the initial barriers for me to overcome personally is Mm -hmm. trying to sell this concept and really Mm -hmm. think of how I can present this in a way that that they're going to buy into. Yeah. And ultimately leveraging the shareable economy and noting that this is going to be a brand new brand Mm -hmm. in a market and that is saturated with fitness gyms yeah and and we need to be able to set ourselves apart and and the shareable piece allows us to grow very rapidly so you can put up to four people on your membership card okay so that that now and and all of those people need to come in sign a liability waiver provide all of the accurate information and so that then la- allows our brand to grow that much faster interesting so how did uh 24-hour fitness get involved because you have a partnership with them right so how did that kind of come together and can you explain that partnership or how it works absolutely yeah so 24 Hour fitness is a great partner for us um they i was working for 24 Hour fitness at the time when founding the company okay and so uh we are a wholly owned subsidiary of 24 Hour fitness and they are the company that has founded this project mm-hmm. that's how that relationship works uh i run for all intents and purposes, act as 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 a managing director. I'm I'm also acting as CEO for the company. I control all decisions for the company. Yeah, along with my team of people that I work with. I never make a decision by myself. Sure, I am very fortunate to work with some amazing people, mm-hmm. and and so um, my my team and I will will make those decisions. But 24 Hour Fitness supports us on the back end for any sort of legal or finance or accounting. Right. Oh, that's well, that works out great. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. So, so where are you at right now? How many gyms do you have in the Portland area? Five gyms. Okay. Yeah. So we're in we're in Gresham, Happy mm-hmm. Valley, uh, Beaverton, mm-hmm. Kaiser, and Tualatin. And what's the uh, what's the vision? What's the plan for kind of growing? And how has it been so far? Okay. So, so two <laughs> questions yeah, yeah. there. Two parter. <laughs> yeah. So how's it been so far? Yeah. It's been great. The model has been really well received by our customers. We have great Yelp ratings or Google scores. And um, we use Medallia to help measure our customer service levels. What's that? Uh, Medallia is a customer service platform. Um, They're much more than just a survey company, but they essentially do send out surveys to all of our customers uh, day one of a membership, uh-huh. three months, six months, nine months, one year, and then every year thereafter. Okay. And they gather all this information for us and assimilate it in a way that we can digest it very easily hmm. and then go implement some changes, which we have. We've made some changes based off of that information cool. to, to appeal to our customers and yeah. uh, their needs and their desires. And and as it is now, they really seem to like what we have to offer. Yeah. People like the flexibility of the shareable piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bring somebody with you for 25 bucks. We have a 15 or a $25 membership. Okay. And the $25 allows you to bring that person in with you and you get a, all sorts of other discounts. And that's pretty reasonable. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So I, even if you did the $25 pass and you shared it with four of the people, that's five bucks a piece. So I'm one of the suckers that's still paying a high gym membership here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to switch over. But so what's the, uh, 
That is how most gyms, uh, you know, most gyms are are known for this. Why there's so many of them is people hear this concept of, oh, people pay for your gym membership and never use it. Yeah. And we actually take the complete opposite approach. We want you to use our gym. Right. We want you to come in. We want we want to expose fitness to as many people as possible mm-hmm. because we want to make a positive impact in this world. So what's the kind of the, the, the vision or uh, growth strategy you're looking at? Can I expand more in Portland or? Yeah, I think we still have uh, some key areas into Portland that we can expand to. And then probably just because I'm based out of Portland here, start in the Northwest, spread there. But we are, uh, without being able to tell you the exact details of our expansion, (laughs) (laughs) we we are rapidly accelerating towards a point where we can make some key decisions to to go big. Mm -hmm. So how does... uh how does technology play into gyms now? Like, um, you know, simple stuff from signing in or how's that change or what, what are your, some of your thoughts, how it's going to change too? Yeah. It typically is you would check into a gym with a barcode or your name and phone number or that right. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's everything from biometric fingerprint scanners, uh, you know, your, your, your phone, you can look at and it'll open up for you. Right. Yeah. So that sort of technology is just starting to come into the gym industry. Mm-hmm. And we have tried to leverage some of that technology in the gym to break down those barriers to entry for people. So even now the typical eighties gym industry was you walked into the gym and even I would say as of more recent, there's some companies out there, you walk in and you see the gentleman or woman in a popped collar walking towards you and you're like oh here comes the head sales guy right okay i'm gonna get the warranty with the tires kind of thing right Mm -hmm. and so we we try not to do that we don't have any commission-based people so Mm -hmm. that you know walking in as a customer as a guest that you're not going to get that sales pitch and if you don't even want to tour the gym or somebody show you around we have these kiosks that we've integrated the touchscreen technology and that sort of thing oh, into so that you can guide yourself through the gym right there on the kiosk. Yeah. And I know, you know, there's other platforms out there. It's like, you know, the streaming uh, and just the equipment like Peloton, like yeah. um, how do those play into when you, you're evaluating the market? And um, I guess what I'm getting to is like, it's harder to get people out of their house, right? It, it, it can be. So how yeah. do you, uh, I mean, kind of plan for that or what you're thinking around that as, as the market changes. Yeah, it is definitely there. There is a shift in that direction and it tends to ebb and flow. People will will dip into those sort of things and then come back to the gym and then they will go try something else and then come back mm-hmm. to your primary gym. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, technology holds a place for us in the fitness industry and there are ways to utilize it to help keep people motivated and ultimately to get people in shape. Apps um that check in with you periodically right or or body measurement devices yeah Hmm. Um, we at bfit we offer some virtual fitness classes or like fitness on demand oh what kind yeah what kind uh cycling uh that you can come in and choose a beginner to advanced level yoga class and you just select it with the remote and you go into the room and you can have that space by yourself or you can bring five people with you and you can take your own class. Is that out. part of the me- membership or maybe a different tier that that's, you get? That's part of the membership. That's included. Bill, you're selling me here. Hey, we have <laughs> yeah, one right up the street yeah, from know, here. I'm pretty sure we got the 12th is pretty close. We got to help me get out of 24, my 24-hour fitness contract. <laughs> maybe you know some people. But, uh, well, I think that's 
that's amazing because that is the next my wife does that kind of thing so i was do you see a from members signing up a growth and people accessing that or is it something that's still kind of relatively new for folks you think it's it's still new within the gym itself yeah and so what we've tried to do is leverage that end of the business because we recognize that people do want to do that the problem is it's expensive to do it at home yeah to buy one of those bikes that you're talking about is a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you wanted to do a, there, there's, I won't name any specific programs, but there's many programs out there that cost $300 mm-hmm. to just get the software. And mm-hmm. so we bought that software for people. We got the, we got a library of over 600 different classes you can take from boot camps to bar. Interesting. And so that way you don't have to pay the licensing fees. We pay that for you. Right. You just come in and pay 15 bucks a month or share that with some I friends. I tell my wife too, because she uh, subscribes to a yoga one that I'm appalled how expensive it is. Yeah, and it's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of the studio concept, the boutique studio yeah. concepts have popped up everywhere, mm-hmm. um, whether it's group classes mm-hmm. or like a cycling class. And people will have five different key tags hanging off of their keychain yeah. for five different gyms because they need cycling here and boxing here and boot camp here. And we really feel like we've found a way to combine that into yeah. one. There's, there is one more tier to our membership, sure. and that includes heated classes that are that is boxing boot camps and those are all live instructor led okay yeah. um i guess well, gosh, I, I just lost the thought of of uh, a question here gosh it's gonna come in what was i was getting to something uh, so we were, we were we were talking about technology fitness industry and the your wife's yoga class i don't know we'll get back to <laughs> okay. it so i want to get back to just you as the you know, business person founding a company, making that leap. Mm-hmm. You know, how uh, it sounds like you you've been in the industry. You you had a path. Like, what was the thing that kind of pushed you over the edge to to start something new or be a part of something that's a new concept, unproven? Uh, even though you maybe had a partner that was uh, had some backing to help you. Like, you know, tell me about that process. How was it? Yeah, I have been a sort of serial entrepreneur on the side okay. as I as I was a personal trainer and even yeah. a manager for, for 24 hour fitness and, and district manager. And whether it was property management or a adventure tour company hmm. or a small investment club, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I was, all, I always loved that entrepreneurial spirit it's in your DNA. It is. And I yeah. come from a family of entrepreneurs, yeah. all engineers, but yeah. Okay. Uh, and so I, 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 one day I, re- I specifically remember sitting at my desk and just I was trying to do five things at once for the little jobs in my main job and just yeah. going, I just need to treat this as if it's my own business and so that extreme level of ownership in the job that I had helped propel me into different jobs throughout my career because I just went into it with a different mentality than most other people would treat here's your budget go develop this project I treated that budget as if it was my own money right and made decisions like it was my own and so the gym industry in general, when I got to a point where I was running the Northwest, the gym industry in general, the, the, the primary gyms, the middle tier gyms were losing market shares to these little boutique studios. Right. And, um, and, and, and yet still there was this overlying problem that fitness was a privilege. It was expensive to Mm -hmm. be a part of. And Mm -hmm. I really just, since I was a kid have always wanted to make a positive impact in the world some mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. And there's many ways that any of us could choose to go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's connecting business 
like-minded people or whether it's in the environment and mm-hmm. the path that I've chosen has been through fitness. Yeah. Amazing. It, well, I'm getting, the question came back to my, Oh, good. To me. Okay. Okay. Great. And this gets back to the whole kind of, uh, mindfulness and well, wellness kind of, yeah. uh, industry and that's popping up and it's becoming really popular. So how does that play into the gym? Just like the whole meditation. And I don't know if you've seen some of these apps like calm.com. Oh, I and, use it. Yeah. Right. So, sure. Um, I'm just starting to explore using those and, you know, we're so, the world is so hectic right now, um, with all these, you know, slack and all these other, you know, things just taking our time. Yeah. Yeah. How does that play into the, your gym and just your philosophy of of building that strategy out? It's a great question. So for me personally, as a personal trainer or just even in my own life, I have always seen fitness to be the starting point for people to recover from something traumatic in their life, mm-hmm. whether it's a divorce or a death or they just you know, they had some traumatic injury or something or mm-hmm. they're they're depressed. Yeah. And their doctor said, I'm not giving you any more pills. You need to go to the gym yeah. first. Yeah. And so walking into the gym, as hard as that is, that's 50 percent of the battle and just starting that that routine once people start it leads to overall health and wellness and then they start to incorporate things like meditation and Mm -hmm. breathing exercises and just naturally by working out i don't want to eat as bad later in that evening because i had such a good workout i want to fuel myself better and so okay i'm not going to get the burger and fries Mm -hmm. i'm going to go get some chicken and teriyaki yeah teriyaki dish or something like that yeah, I guess the, I mean, you use like Calm the, and those apps. Uh, do you feel sometimes there are, uh, people are looking at them as kind of like a shortcut? Like, I'll just get this app o- open. And I have to go to the gym. <laughs> That's what I worry about. <laughs> it's not like a solution, right? It's part of a holistic thing. Right. But it does seem there's more awareness for folks to take that seriously, you, you know, yeah. the mind and, and body. So they kind of come together. But it's it's really interesting. A lot of opportunity around it, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, for sure. The the mental, emotional, spiritual wellness can all be linked with fitness. Mm-hmm. And people do absolutely look for that quick fix and that pill that you can take and just magically be in shape. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the gym is down the street from here. It is. I got to go We're check gonna it go out. We're going to go right though. after this. <laughs> uh, about right after. <laughs> another thing, too, is right, we're entering the season where you've been in industry. You see the seasonality of probably, you know, people signing up around now and Absolutely. maybe right after the holidays. So yeah, yeah. Um, has that always is that changed at all? Do you think is like the market? Or has it always been like that? And there, there's a there has been a consistent spike in memberships and and people starting gym memberships in January. Right. It's it's never on the <laughs> second because people are recover on the first or the second because yeah. people are still recovering. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> but, yeah. But usually, like the fourth, fifth, sixth, every gym across the country sees a spike in memberships that day yeah. and in usage. Yeah. From right. The, from their current members. Yeah. So it's just holding on to those folks. It's it's still there. There might be some resistance from the 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 traditional gym rat who just goes, yeah. "Okay, I'm staying out of the gym in January." Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they go do something else. But it it's pretty consistent that Q1 or January through March is mm-hmm. always going to be the most the busiest time in the gym. Yeah. For new members. I guess a couple more questions. Um, so you have trainers. I do uh, absolutely. And, I mean, there's folks that have been in the training industry like you for. Uh, a long time is it hard to find really good trainers or is i mean there's a lot of them out there i don't, I don't know that market at all so yeah. tell me about like that and 
It is tough. And yeah. there is there there are some companies that allow you to start personal training in their four walls without even a certification mm. or any degree or anything mm-hmm. like that. And and having been a personal trainer for 10 years and having held six different national certifications, I know how important personal training is. I have a personal trainer mm. myself. And I also recognize how specialized it was. It is. So mm-hmm. when we started up this concept, I actually subcontracted out that piece of the business to okay. a company called Lighthouse. Okay. And they've been fantastic partners for us. All they do is personal training right. and okay. source and educate personal trainers. Hmm. So they get to focus on that piece of the business uh, while I can focus on building relationship-based customer service mm-hmm. and uh, a culture and environment that uh, – Ex- brings more people into the building and, and is more uh, accessible for all. Interesting. So, I, I mean, I'm sure that when you started this gym too, that model was a little different. Maybe some of the backers were kind of like, that's ah, not traditional, right? right? So, but it sounds like it's uh, working out in a great right. way to go. Yeah. For, hmm. for, for me or for the customer, it provides them with the best possible customer service experience. Yeah. And on the flip side of that coin, needing to appeal to profitability for the investors mm-hmm. or, or for, uh, you know, our parent company, mm-hmm. it, it allows us to expand much faster. Yeah. Because I have somebody who's focused on that business. Right. So I don't need to worry about, I can't open up five gyms next year because I don't have the personal training resources. And uh, yeah, that's, that's no problem. They're going to take care of that. They're plugged, plugged into it. Got yeah. it. Uh, awesome. Well, Bill, uh, thanks so much. Where can folks find you on, on the web? Is it just bfit.com or? Bfitgyms. Bfitgyms. Plural. Yep. B, capital B, F-I-T. Okay. Well, I'm going to check it out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, I appreciate Bill. it, Dan.